Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Giveaway as Adina comes up with the puck, but Carolina's Hamilton, after giving it away, gets it right back. Dianaho in on shorthanded and shot, they score! Dougie Hamilton, shorthanded. Way to go, Hamilton! And the Hurricanes up. 1 0. Right keeps it in now. Backhand chip. What a save, Nedeljkovic! As he just robs Larkin. Now another opportunity. Fabry fans on that attempt. And Ajo comes away with a puck. Now the Canes in transition. Leave for Niederreiter. Niederreiter! He scores! On a layoff from Ajo. Niederreiter with another Swiss missile. And the Canes are up 2 0. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Thank you very much for spending some time with us for the eighth straight time. A happy recap. Carolina beats Detroit 2-1, a game in which the final score was, I think, a little deceiving. Uh, Carolina was certainly not an offensive machine tonight, but I don't think that was the game plan. I think the game plan was to try and really limit Detroit's chances, and I think they did that to a very large extent. And when the chances were there, Alex Nedeljkovic was up to the challenge. So uh, Carolina with, I think, a very thorough win tonight, and uh, we'll go through it. We'll do a recap, then we'll talk to Alec Campbell uh, on the other side. A reminder that the Morning After Podcast, Kane's Corner Podcast, of course, brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Uh, there is no place like it. Uh, all you got to do is find out. Let uh, let Sammy, Hannah, and company know that you need something for the exterior of your home. They will hook you up. Uh, best customer service you'll ever have. Aluminum Company. Dot com Go online for a free, no-obligation estimate. All right, so 2-1, you think, man, why do they have so much trouble with Detroit? Well, for the most part, this was a game Carolina controlled, I would say, pretty much start to finish. Uh, first, maybe 10 minutes of the game was kind of slow, and then I thought the uh, the last 10 minutes of the first period was, I thought, it pretty entertaining. There was a time in the first period I thought everybody was sort of skating in cream of wheat. It just looked like a slow game. Uh, but once both teams got their speed going, and Detroit's a fast team, but uh, very entertaining, ex- you know, energetic, uh, a game that was controlled by the Hurricanes. Uh, and there's, I mean, because there's there was not a lot of goal scoring, there was not a lot to complain about. There weren't a lot of penalties in the game. It was a quick-moving game. I looked up in the third period. I'm like, wait a second. There's only seven minutes to go? I felt like the period had just started. Uh, there just weren't a lot of whistles. There weren't a lot of face-offs in this game. Uh, it was just a you know up and down kind of game, and the goaltenders were really good. I think for both sides, uh, and frankly, I didn't think there was anybody that played a poor game for for the Carolina Hurricanes tonight, uh, and maybe for neither team. I thought both teams played well. Um, but Carolina's just better than Detroit. They're deeper than Detroit in spite of the injuries. Uh, no Vincent Trocek, no Sebastian, no, uh, rather, no Tavo Teravainen. Tavo now missed, what is it now, uh, 12 of the last 13, I believe, and he's not on the trip. Trocek's not on the trip. Mrazek's not on the trip. Gardner's not on the trip. Uh, so we, a bunch of things we can t- we'll, uh, talk about here uh, before we get to the recap, uh, and the first is going to be the goaltender. Alec and I are going to talk about this on the other side. Uh, Alex Nedeljkovic has now made nine starts. In his first three starts, he allowed 10 goals. And he will admit he was not great. He had moments where he was very good, but there were soft goals in there. In his last six starts, Nedeljkovic has allowed nine goals. The goal he allowed tonight was uh, with... Nine point something seconds left. It went off of Ajo's skate. It wasn't even going to be on goal. I'm not even sure it was a shot, 
but it goes off Ajo's skate with the extra attacker, and uh, it goes far side, just inside the post, and that's Detroit's goal. So they didn't even beat him with a shot. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what the plans are. I asked Rod Brindamore this in the pregame show. Not entirely sure what the plan is, and I'm not entirely sure he's ready to make a decision. Uh, but I will say this about Alex Nedeljkovic. He should be under consideration for anything, everything. So, because it is a complicated situation, and it is 100% about who gives you the best chance to win. If the answer to that is Peter Morazic, then Morazic will get 60 to 65% of the work. The rest of the way. Let's just say Morazic is ready to go uh, when the Hurricanes, let's just say, come back from Columbus. Because after this game in Detroit on Tuesday, they'll come home against Columbus to play two. Then they'll go to Columbus to play two. And then they come home. So when they come home, if he's ready, they'll have 26 games left. If Morazic is healthy and plays well, then my guess is Peter will get, of the 26 games, let's just say 16. Um, you have to decide who is the best goaltender to play 10 times in 26 days, in 26 games, and the answer to that just might be James Reimer. Or maybe Nedeljkovic is good enough to compete with Morazic for the full-time gig. I don't I mean I, look, I am not advocating for anything. I am not advocating against anything. But I do think that Alex Nedeljkovic has put himself into the equation to be maybe not the guy, but a guy that the Hurricanes can ride not only the rest of the way and there are big games coming up, but uh, into the playoffs. So good for him. Uh, and this is a guy that um, was a huge prospect. Uh, remember, was Team USA's goaltender at the World Juniors. And a lot of people thought he was, uh, like, maybe not the next big thing, but a lot of people thought he was a legit prospect. And then he didn't really play well in the minor leagues. Remember, he had a rough start. He ended up going back to the Florida Everblades. He didn't go there because there was a goaltending log jam, which the Hurricanes don't have. He went there because he wasn't effective in the AHL. And even in his second full season in the AHL, it was good, but it wasn't great. But then it sort of clicked for him. And it was never great, but he he showed to be solid. And what Rod Brindamore always talks about is, when do you make the big save? And he made big saves. So, uh, and then I was as surprised as anybody that Ned didn't play more last year um, or two years ago. Uh, but out of necessity, he had to play last year. And the first couple of starts weren't good. Anybody that remembers them will understand. But the last couple, it looked like he was getting his legs. It, looks like he, it looked like he was getting comfortable. And that's what we saw here starting with his fourth start. It looked like he was getting comfortable. And now in his last six starts, he's 5-1. and one. He's got a save percentage of 952. That's right, 952. And he's allowed nine goals in, uh, yeah, nine goals in six games. So good for net. Good, really good for net. And good for the Hurricanes because now they have more options. Uh, so we'll talk about that more with Alec Campbell, get his thoughts on Ned and Reimer and Morazic. And again, we'll have to wait and see what Morazic looks like when he comes back, uh, but he's not back yet. Uh, so, uh, you know, all bets are off until Morazic comes back. And all this is doing is giving Ned more time to, to show what he can do. Here's my other fascination real quick. And I'll, we'll close on this before we move on to something else. Um, I'll be interested to see if Rod gives him a second straight start. I mean, why not? Go back to Ned Tuesday in Detroit. I mean, he played really well. There's a day off. It wasn't overly taxing. I mean, he made, what, 25 saves uh, in in the game? And I didn't think he was peppered. He he made he had to make some really good saves, uh, including one that turned into 
the eventual game-winning goal uh, off the stick of Nino Niederreiter. Uh, speaking of Nino Niederreiter, this is a familiar uh, phrase that we've said. Scored more goals already this year than he did all of last year. Nino Niederreiter's 12th tonight. He had 11 last year. Jordan Stahl's got, what, 10? He had 8 last year. This is the, the, the Hurricanes are a team of depth scoring. And we still haven't seen the explosion from Aho and Svechnikov yet this year. Yet, 26 and 1. 41 points, 27 games. Hurricanes are 14 games over NHL 500. And uh, right now, because they have uh, played one more game than Tampa, they are in first place in the Central Division. Tampa's got 40 points. Uh, but as soon as Tampa plays, which I believe is tomorrow night, uh, they will get that, it, probably get those two points back. Uh, so it's still a long shot whether or not Carolina is going to get past Tampa and finish first in the division. And that would be good, I guess, to avoid playing Florida, who I'm almost positive is going to finish third. Uh, I mean, heck, Florida could finish second. The Hurricanes could finish third. Hurricane, I mean, in one, one way or another, it's going to be Florida, Tampa, and Carolina atop the Central Division. Uh, so we don't know how that, that's going to work, but it would be great to finish first uh, because it would be uh, dramatically easier, easier as take that relative, uh, to play Chicago or Dallas, maybe, uh, maybe Columbus, probably. It's either, I think it's going to be Chicago or Dallas, and I'm still not betting on uh, ruling Dallas out because I think Dallas just has just an outstanding team and they play remarkable defense. And I think ultimately they'll score enough, but they've been banged up too. Uh, not to mention all the COVID pauses. Uh, but uh, right now, Dallas, I believe beat Columbus is the Columbus in a shootout. So uh, I still think there's going to be, you know, Dallas is going to be heard from the division, but Chicago right now has the upper hand. I, I went on a tangent there. I apologize. Uh, but so, Nino, so depth scoring has been great for them. And they're doing this without, now Trocek's out of the lineup, and this will be three games in a row without Vincent Trocek. And Teravine obviously has barely played the last month. Uh, so we're showing what, and I joked about this with Rod Brindamore, organizational depth. And that's the second thing I want to get to, uh, is that, uh, again, I think Carolina really played uh, top to bottom of the roster really well tonight. But, I'm telling you, the Martinook line with Fogel and McGinn and the Geeky line with Lorenz and Paquette, they were very noticeable all night long. And I'm, I mean, I'm not saying they were the best line because they didn't play as much as the others. Uh, but there was just no drop-off. And in fact, there, there was a lot of zone time for Geeky, Lorenz, and Paquette. And there was a lot of zone time for Martinook and Fogel and McGinn. And I gave Martinook one of my three stars. I gave him my third star today. Because uh, I thought Jordan Martinook really was uh, an outstanding player today, and I think the the energy that he played with, uh, and he won a bunch of faceoffs. Is what sixty percent in the circle uh, today? Carolina got the better of Luke Glendening uh, in the faceoff circle. I mean, seriously, they got the better of Luke Glendening, who leads the NHL in the faceoff circle this year. Uh, and Carolina, they didn't dominate there. Actually, they kind of did at the third period. They dominated. Uh, so. It's just one of the many things that Carolina does really, really well. Uh, so I just thought that if you talk about the bottom six, the bottom six I thought was outstanding tonight. Uh, and you've got to find ways, especially on the road, when the other team is trying to match up against you, you've got to find ways to uh, mitigate the other team, what the other team is trying to do. And when your bottom six can be as effective as they were tonight, well... Carolina is going to going to win a ton of games and they already are. Again, they have won 20 of their first 27 games. Uh very impressive. And I do think that it's uh worth talking about Dougie Hamilton uh who has now scored a goal in two straight. And I know I was getting some uh some flack on Twitter from uh Hamilton fans when I didn't give him credit for the Ephes goal cuz when he scored the goal down the slot against Nashville when Svechnikov fed him from behind the net. Uh, and I said, finally, you know, Dougie's first. Because the shot that he flipped in from the blue line a month and a half ago against Columbus, 
I mean, it wasn't supposed to be a goal. He just flipped it at the net, and I forget who the goaltender was. I think it was Corpusalo. Corpusalo just went off his glove and in. I mean, it's not a goal. I mean, it's a goal, but, I mean, that's not a... Dougie's not sitting around going, man, that was my goal. I mean, he... You could see on his face how important that goal was that he scored against Nashville. So we don't have to apologize for these guys. They know. They know when, you know, things are not going their way. You know, Dougie is Dougie is an offensive player. Uh, so I'm not saying that the defense he gives you is gravy because it's not. It's part of his job. Uh, but he's an offensive player. He is supposed to be scoring goals. Uh, and... He until the last two games he hadn't been. Now that doesn't mean he's not playing well. He was playing pretty well, but he wasn't playing the the type of hockey that we need from Dougie Hamilton. You want to win a Stanley Cup, Dougie Hamilton can't be, you know, one goal in twenty four games. When you get to the playoffs and it's a twenty four game tournament, I mean Dougie Hamilton can't score one goal. Just can't. I mean Dougie's th- that number's got to be, you know, six, seven, eight. That's what the number's got to be. Maybe not eight. Eight's a lot. Uh, but it can't be one, and that's where Dougie was uh, until the last couple of games, uh, and even that was kind of a mistake. But anyway, Dougie's played well, and uh, when he does that, when he plays like that, I do think it feeds into his defense, and uh, all of a sudden the Hurricanes look a lot more dynamic, uh, and you're not needing so much from a Bean or a Pesci offensively. Um even though uh, Brett Pesci has been really improved offensively, and we know what Bean can do. Uh, so Carolina gets uh, the Dougie Hamilton shorthanded goal, and that's the other thing, because uh, I think Dougie was very good defensively tonight and was very good defensively the last game as well. Uh, and Carolina did a great job defending the Red Wings tonight. So those are the three things that jumped out at me. Uh, bottom six wingers. Uh, Dougie Hamilton, Alex Nedeljkovic. Now let's get through the recap, and then we'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. All right, the first period was kind of a goalie show uh, between the Hurricanes and the Red Wings. Uh, Jonathan Bernier uh, was really good. Svechnikov with speed in the middle. He's got a step on Bernier. Bernier might have gotten a stick on that one as Svechnikov was in all alone, turning on the Jets and splitting the defense. Over to Aho, along the boards, down low to Sveshnikov, back to the point, worked across in the slot, put right on Bernier with a save as Aho was lurking on the deflection, and Bernier sprawled, and the blue paint comes up with a big save on Sveshnikov and company. Yeah, but Alex Nedeljkovic was good too. Now Detroit, the speed, it's Fabry, sends it over to Larkin, Larkin lifts one over the top of the Canes net as Aho comes all the way back on a back check to help out his netminder. What a patient save on his former teammate Dylan Larkin from Alex Nedeljkovic. Larkin with speed, cuts in backhand on Nedeljkovic. He bodies it down, centers right in front. Huge save on Fabry as Nedeljkovic held his line. That's the way the first period went. Man, it was uh, two goalies playing well. Then we get to the second period. Carolina takes a uh, takes a penalty. Brady Shea is in the box. Uh, but that didn't stop Carolina from uh, creating offense. Uh, they had a couple of chances. Jordan Martinook had a chance, not, not all alone, uh, somewhat under duress, uh, and had a chance. And then uh, Aho and Martinook came in together. Detroit now has an opportunity. Zadina on the backhand has that taken away by Dougie Hamilton, and the Canes have a two-on-one. Aho in the Detroit zone to Martinook. Martinook shoots at Bernier. Gets the stick to it and knocks that out of play with 43 seconds left on the penalty to Shea. All right, later in the period with Jesper Faust in the penalty box, I guess it's the third time is the charm because for the Carolina Hurricanes, their third shorthanded chance found a home. Giveaway as Adina comes up with the puck, but Carolina's Hamilton, after giving it away, gets it right back. Dean Ajo in on shorthanded and shot, they score! Dougie Hamilton, shorthanded. Way to go, Hamilton. And the Hurricanes up, one nothing. A great play by Dougie Hamilton. I think it was Robbie Fabry that went down uh, too soon, and Ajo was being used sort of as a decoy. Uh, and Hamilton just dragged the puck in and snapped it past Bernier. Uh, and that was a one nothing Hurricanes lead. Then we get to the third period. Uh, and early on, this is defense to offense. Detroit keeps it in now. Backhand chance. What a save. 
Kovacic as he just robs Lurkin. Now another opportunity. Fabry fans on that attempt. And Ajo comes away with a puck. Now the Canes in transition. Leave for Niederreiter. Niederreiter, he scores! On a layoff from Ajo. Niederreiter with another Swiss missile. And the Canes are up 2-0. Those two saves that Nedeljkovic made were tremendous. Uh, and Carolina goes down the other way and... Uh, they score to make it 2 nothing, and that was basically it right there. Could have very easily, probably should have been 1-1. Instead, Carolina leads 2 nothing, and uh, they basically just uh, carried the play from there. Now, no Nedeljkovic shutout because Anthony Mantha against the Hurricanes will almost always find a way to score a goal. Uh, and he uh, just, it would look to me like it was more of a pass in front and went off the skate of Sebastian Ajo and passed Nedeljkovic at 19.50 of the third, spoiling the shutout. Uh, but that was Carolina. I thought Carolina was really good tonight. I thought the final score of 2-1 was a little bit mis- deceiving uh, because I thought Carolina was clearly the better team. They were in control of the game. Uh, and again, no, I didn't think really anybody played poorly. I think everybody played pretty well. Uh, 26-1 and one on the season. Uh, so the Hurricanes will be off tomorrow, and they will play on Tuesday, or off Monday. They will play Tuesday in Detroit, and that will wrap up the first half of the season. We'll take a short break, then we'll come back with Alec Campbell on the other side. This is the Canes Corner Podcast, morning after edition, inviting you to follow us, Give us a rating, give us a review, give us five stars, give us what you want. Give us what you feel we deserve. We're here for you after every Hurricanes game. Quick break, then Alec Campbell on the other side. My man Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Carolina Hurricanes Radio Network, noon to three, and oh boy, we have a lot to talk about tomorrow, Alec. The uh, the Hurricanes have won eight in a row. You can follow them on Twitter at Alec Campbell. Five. Eight straight, longest winning streak since the 2009 season. There you go. Yeah, and uh, one shy of the franchise record, which is nine. It's been accomplished three times. Um, and a pretty good win tonight over Detroit. And Detroit's kind of given them some, I don't know, bits is the right word, but they haven't been the bottom-dwelling-looking team whenever they play the Hurricanes no. this year. But I thought that uh, I thought the Hurricanes played a really good game for the most part tonight. I mean, you know, uh, the first period was kind of back and forth. I, I described it just as competitive. I thought the goaltenders were both really good in the first period. I thought the goaltenders were pretty good for a lot of the game. No you know? question. Uh, no even question. even Bernier, I thought, was pretty mm-hmm. good despite giving up two goals. But you know, they were two good shots by two good players, and. Um, you know, the Hurricanes I thought, turned it on in the third period, too, which was good. And there were very few whistles in the third period, I which I appreciated. <laughs> I looked up, there's so, 6.55 left. I'm like, what happened in the period? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I uh, just an all-around good game. Uh, there were a lot of people who looked pretty good tonight. I liked Sebastian Ajo a lot yeah. tonight. Um, you know, Dougie. Looks pretty good. He looks like he's getting a little bit better. Oh yeah, defensively. Um, you know, I'm not. You know, I, I talked to Tri- to Trip about Dougie, and you know, I asked him whether or not Dougie's the type of guy who has to have the offense going in order to get fully engaged in the defensive side of the game. And Trip was like, eh, I mean, I'd rather it be the opposite. And I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, I, I do too, but, um, I don't know, just, just a thought I threw out there, um, just because Dougie is so offensively minded right. that it feels like that's kind of how he gauges success for himself. Um, but I don't know. He's been pretty good the last couple of games getting better defensively, but I, I thought there were a lot of people. Mike Nadelkovic was obviously really good tonight. Yeah. A shame he wasn't able to get his second shutout. I know. But unfortunate bounce off of Ajo's skate um, at the end of the game there with the extra skater on. So it doesn't diminish his performance at all. I thought it was really good. And the Hurricanes have somewhat of a conundrum on their hands in terms of the goaltenders. But, you know, with this season being kind of the way it is, the weirdness of it all, 
um, I don't know. Maybe you want to have all three of them around. I mean, hell, it's uh, it's helped them now already. So uh, there's there's no uh, question good stuff from a lot of people. Well, you know, and and uh, as you heard in the pregame, I talked to Rod about that because I, uh, it is certainly the way Ned and Reimer both have played. And by the way, uh, Ned's allowed just what is it now? Nine goals in his last six starts. Is that it? Or the uh, yeah. no, it's yeah. I think it's nine goals in his last six starts. I mean, he's been tremendous. His save percentage is nine fifty two in that stretch. Yeah. Um, Reimer's played very well. Reimer hasn't allowed more than three goals in a game, and he's only uh, I think that's only been once in the last I don't know how many starts. But they've all been they've all played so well, or the both of them have played so well that when we uh, when we get to it, uh, and Morazic comes back. I mean, you do have to wonder uh, what what the decision is that Rod has in front of him. Um, and I think everything should be on the table. Uh, and I think that includes Ned getting a lot of work because he's sort yeah. of played like he deserves to get a lot of work. Um, but yeah. we have to see how all of this hinges on how Morazic plays when he comes back. Because if he plays right. really well, then uh then it's probably not a decision at all. It'll be uh it'll be Morazic for the majority of the time. Uh and if he doesn't play really well, then uh then it's it's open to everybody. But Ned has certainly proven, at least in a short sample size, that there is no reason to not trust him. And that everything's yeah. about trust for Rob. Yeah, well, 100% agree. I mean, I, I, if I were choosing, like, understanding that Morozik's probably the default number one, if we're labeling them, or 1A goaltender, and I was choosing between Reimer and Nedeljkovic right now, I'd choose Nedeljkovic. Right. Um, I agree. But I'm not sure that that's what they'll do. <laughs> but um, want, Do we want to predict? Ned, to me, has been... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think they'll go with the, with the veteran and the experience. Um, but I, I like Ned right now better than I like Reimer. And, I mean, it's not the really slight Reimer... Reimer's, I think, been okay the last couple of games. I think he's gotten actually a little bit better. And and he's won a lot. I mean, they've won a lot of games with him playing. Yeah. So even when he hasn't been his best, they've still won. Um, so, but, I mean, just, just individual goaltender performance, I feel a little better with Nadelkovich. And maybe that's a little knee-jerk. I don't know. Well, I, first of all, I think you're right. And I think... Any objective view of Carolina's goaltending over the last, uh, you know, month and a half, because it's been a month and a half since Mrazek got hurt. Any objective view of the Hurricanes' goaltending should tell us that Alex Nedeljkovic has been the better of the two goalies in terms of individual performance. Um, look, we can sit here all day and try to predict what Rod's going to do. Uh, as I said before, I think it's entirely dependent upon what Mrazic looks like when Mrazic does come back. If it's not the... Look, nope, nobody thinks Peter Mrazic was a 955 save percentage guy. Uh, but that's what he was in the four-plus starts that he made. Uh, but, you know, if Peter comes back and he's, you know, 925, uh, it's going to be hard for, uh, you know, Rod not to trust Mrazic because, I mean, basically, he was... He was signed to be the guy. Um, but mm -hmm. if, you know, if we're talking about the Peter Morazic that we have seen for the last two years, which is closer to 9-10, 9-15, which is fine, by the way, this year. That's that's probably a little bit better than league average goaltending if you're nine between 9-10 and 9-15. Um, and that's that's fine. But if that's going to be the case, then... My my question is, I guess my larger question is, if Morazic is the guy who's going to play 65% of the games the rest of the way, who would you trust to play one out of every three? Would you trust Reimer 
who is more used to sporadic work, or would you trust Nedeljkovich, who is more used to regular work? Yeah. I mean, are you asking me that question, or is it rhetorical? Uh, I mean, I, I'm asking the group. You're part of the group. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that Reimer is probably better suited for that. I mean, and and because he's just, you know, he's he's basically a backup at this point, and he doesn't play regularly. I think he's actually not as good when he plays regularly. So I would say Reimer is better for that, and Ned's better for regular work. Um, but again, like this is you know, but we don't know <laughs> condensed. Yeah. yeah. Condensed schedule, weird season. I mean, you're probably going to need both of them, you know, or all three of them again. No, yeah, I would think. I would think. Yeah. I mean, it. it again, I, all of this hinges on two things. It hinges on. I mean, it's been six weeks. It hinges on Peter Mrazi coming back, uh, and it hinges on him coming back and playing at a high level. If he doesn't play at a high level then, I mean, the Hurricanes have three goalies that me and Rod could probably just pull names out of a hat. Uh, which, again, I mean, yeah. as he says, it's not a terrible uh, problem to have. Uh, but I do think over this period of time, and I also think something that is encouraging for me about Nedeljkovic's starts, uh, in that he played really well both times against Tampa. Uh, he has played well against Florida. He has played well against good teams. So I think there is there's something to be said for Nedeljkovic kind of meeting that challenge. Not that Reimer hasn't, because Reimer has had to play against all of these teams. Ned has not played a consecutive, has not made consecutive starts. Uh, you know, Reimer's made a couple of consecutive starts uh, since Peter has gone out. Ned has not. Um, so it that's why I'm fascinated uh, to see if he goes to Ned for a second start in a row. Uh, because I think that if you're Brindamore, I mean, just to find out, just in case, maybe given Ned consecutive starts might give you a window into whether or not if Peter doesn't return uh, to a good enough level after the injury, maybe that gives you an idea that, you know what? We can we can use him. We can, He can be our guy in the playoffs uh, if we get to that. But we're never going to know unless he makes consecutive starts. Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking of it in terms of deadline deals. Like there's no thought of moving one of them whenever they're all three back. Uh, No, I I mean, it depends on what you're trying to get back. Uh, I don't know what kind of value. I think... If you were looking to move somebody on the open market for, you know, at the deadline, I think the guy they would move would be Reimer. Um, because right. I, I, I agree, but what would you get back for that? Uh, for a, for a, a reliable backup goaltender? It, I mean, you'd be moving him to a contender, so you're probably just getting a draft pick back. Uh, which, I mean, is not the worst thing that's ever happened, just to get a draft pick back. I mean... The Hurricanes can go go into the postseason with Morazic and Nedeljkovic and have, you know, the who like what Antoine Bibeau uh be the emergency mm-hmm. goaltender and that's fine. Uh that's there's nothing wrong with that. Um but yeah, I, I mean theoretically they could do that at the deadline. Um but I don't think that they're going to be um I think they're just going to ride with the three goaltenders. Uh, but it, it, look, if there's a need out there, if somebody comes up and they need a goaltender, uh, yeah, I think Carolina could uh, could move could move one of them. They might even be able to get a third round pick uh, out of somebody for the you know in the right deal. So I don't know, maybe even a second round pick, depending on how desperate the team is uh, and what they need. I mean, they could be, they could trade Morazic if if that's the case. I I mean, I don't t- anticipate that <laughs> uh, unless unless we already start to see Ned playing multiple games in a row. And Ned's just gotten better. I mean, basically, right. you can Agreed. see him getting better every start. Um, but look, they've again, they've they have. Uh, it's a good problem to have. They have a bunch of goaltenders that they can that they can rely on. I think 
Uh, I'd be curious to see. You know, Rod didn't. Rod didn't want to really answer the question today. It was like you got to talk to right. me when Peter comes back, uh, and I understand uh, because you know there's a lot of there. There might be five games, six games before Peter comes back, uh, and we'll uh, we'll have to cross that bridge uh, when we get to it. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Dougie. Uh, what do you think? What I mean, give give me more thoughts on uh, on Dougie Hamilton. You talked to Trip about it. Oh, I, I just think that, uh, I mean, Trip, the, the answer that he gave me didn't necessarily answer the question that I asked, <laughs> um, which is fine. I mean, I'm, you know, cause I think the answer that he gave me is the answer that Rod would tell you, <laughs> which is I want his offense to follow his defense, but I don't know. And I, I mean, I'm just completely just throwing theories out there. I'm just speculating. I'm not, I don't know that this to be the case, but Dougie is an offensively inclined player. Right. That's the, uh, that's the MO that's his MO. Um, and so I could understand if, you know, if, if he were not having the success offensively, especially as it pertains to scoring goals, because like we've been talking about all these weeks, he's been setting people up. I mean, he leads the team in assists. Mm -hmm. Um, but if he was, you know, when he's not scoring goals, like how, how much harder it is for him to completely get into the game. Um, especially on the defensive end, but I think he's been better back there the last couple of games. So, um, I've been, I've, I've liked, I've liked his game. He's also, you know, scored goals the last two games. So, so that's, uh, that's good. I think the hurricanes are better when he's scoring goals. They're more dangerous when he's scoring goals, but, um, I'm glad that he's kind of found that part of his game again. So I've liked it. I've liked what he liked what I saw from him. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if, uh, because he is an offensive player, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if his defense kind of rode, his offense. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. under, it's, I would put that in the, yeah, I understand that category. Yeah. I mean, it's right. right. It's, it's You'd one like of those it things to be where, the other way, but we can't have everything we want. Right. I mean, it's one of those things where if Dougie's not scoring and his defense isn't good, then his defense gets highlighted. It gets illuminated. Right. Whereas if he's what he normally is defensively, but he's scoring a ton of goals. No one cares. Yeah, I mean, look, there were some, there were a couple of mistakes tonight that ultimately didn't matter because either Ned made a save or somebody blocked a shot or, uh, or a, a pass uh, didn't connect. Um, but look, there are mistakes all over the ice. Uh, all game long, Sebastian Ajo had trouble getting the puck out at one point. Brady Shea gives the puck away a couple of times a game. Um, you know, unlike unlike the last couple. Uh, I was actually I liked just about everybody on Carolina's in uh, in Carolina's group tonight. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. funny people. And I, I mentioned this. I did a video for WREL. Uh, people are going to look at the score and go two one. That's all they beat Detroit two one. Man, sometimes yeah. sometimes the score can be deceptive. I just thought. I mean, not like Detroit didn't have chances to score. They did. I mean, they're professional hockey players. Uh, you're pretty much never going to completely shut a team down. Um, but, I mean, I thought Carolina, after the first 10 minutes, which were kind of really slow on both ends, I thought Carolina was, I mean, in control of the game uh, for pretty much the rest of the way. Again, apart from pockets. Uh, I loved, like, for instance... I loved Martinuk's line, and I loved the geeky Lorenz Paquette line. I thought they yeah. were great when they were on the ice. Yeah, no, they were good. Um, I, 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 you know, we joke about the full sixty. <laughs> I know. You know Trip and I were talking about that too, <laughs> right? <laughs> and probably this was as close to that as you can get. I mean, I can't think of any extended stretch of the game where the Hurricanes were really bad or they were taken a big push from Detroit. I mean, I thought both teams had gotten some good. I mean, I just thought it was a good game. I mean, I thought both teams had gotten some good chances. 
both goaltenders were coming up with big saves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never felt like the Hurricanes were swimming upstream. I never felt like they were reeling at any point in the game. I never thought like I never felt that Detroit was, you know, p- pushing them. You know, like they they were sort of on the brink of of giving stuff up. I mean, because you can feel that so often, right? When it happens, and we say it all the time, like that was destined. They were they were going to score. <laughs> Right? right. When you see those sequences kind of occur, the Canes never really got hemmed in their own end at all. I mean, and then they got to the third period. And I thought they did that mostly to Detroit. I mean, Detroit for the first, I don't know, 12, 15 minutes of the third period mm-hmm. before they brought the extra skater on. I mean, they didn't really get much at all right. in the, in the way of offense. So Carolina turned their game up as the game went along, which, you know, is more important to me than anything else. I'd rather you do that most of the time then start start hot and you know fall away um so there were there were there were there were a lot of guys to like out there so i mean it was it was as complete i think a performance as you're going to get um the kane scored two good goals yep. one of them shorthanded their short their their penalty kill has been probably as good as their power play yeah. as of late i mean they've they've scored in more games on the power play in a row, but, um, their, their penalty kill, I mean, created three chances tonight. (laughs) One of them scored. Yep. So, um, you know, there's, there's not really one area tonight where you could point to and say they were bad. I mean, there's not, I mean, everything was, everything was pretty good. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Uh, on that, I mean, honestly, the worst uh, the worst thing they did tonight was I didn't think the one power play they got. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it, it wasn't the normal, uh, you know, uh, chance, 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 chance. Um, it was just, uh, it was okay. It was it was two minutes that uh, nothing bad happened, uh, and that's uh, sometimes that's what they are. I mean, like they've had plenty of power plays in this stretch where they weren't really good. And then with five seconds left in the power play, they score and you go, Oh score, man, the right. power play was great. No, no, not really. <laughs> that power play, right. it just happened to score. Uh, this one was, a, was an okay power play. Nothing, uh, nothing spectacular, but they didn't score on it. That was the only one they got. Well, I mean, our, 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 our determination can't be based on great every time. Right. A hundred percent. Just you know, I mean, like like stuff's not going to look good at times. Yeah, you know, stuffs or it's going to look eh at times, or or just average. So, you know, how do you make up for it elsewhere? And they made up for it on the penalty kill, I guess. Yeah, PK so they scored on one. They did. So PK has gone uh, fourteen for their last fourteen, stretching back to the Detroit game. Uh, four straight games without allowing a power play goal. That's uh, that's pretty good. And I think they've only been shorthanded three times total in the last two games, which is even better. Uh, so uh, yeah, even uh, even better. All right, uh, let's uh, let's whip out stars, shall we? Okay, I had my third star tonight was Dougie. Okay, second second was Aho. First was Ned. Very nice. Um, I considered Aho for third. I really did because I did. I agree. I think he was very good tonight. Uh, but I think that there was a lot of guys uh, who were uh, who were very good tonight. I gave my third star to Jordan Martinook. Okay, that's to, my to uh, that's my indie band. My indie band yeah. third star. Two uh, two uh, shorthanded chances for him. One that was I thought a pretty good shot. Oh, you know the. The when Aho saucered one over to him, yeah. blocker, and blocker he threw sides. one off yeah. the blocker. Yeah, that could have easily been a goal. But I thought he played well anyway. I, I really loved. I loved the way that yeah. line played. I really. I did. mean, you can't judge. Yeah, you can't judge Jordan Martinook's game on points. Right, and and so my my indie band, uh, my <laughs> my indie band. Uh, Star of the game goes to uh, goes to Jordan Martinuk. Um, my uh, my second star was Dougie, uh, and I loved mm-hmm. I loved Dougie's game. I I liked Dougie's game before the goal. Uh, you know, and there were a lot of guys. Again, I mean, I thought I thought Pesci and Slavin were both great tonight. Uh, I thought Brady Shea was. I thought it was this might have been Hayden Fleury's best game in a long time. Yes, it might have. Yes, I thought Hayden Fleury Agreed. was. I mean, again, they there was a lot of. 
there was nobody that looked like a passenger tonight. Um, but I, and I, I just I love the Martin Hook line. I just thought that I thought Fogel is just two games in a row now where Warren Fogel is playing a lot like the Warren Fogel that needs to show up every night uh, to uh, for him to be an effective player. Uh, and then Ned was the first star because I think uh, Ned made some. I mean that sequence first on Larkin uh, and then on Mantha and uh, at a at second look on the Mantha save um, mm-hmm. that was a sneaky good save. Uh, because that looked like it was like if if he if he stays down that goes over his shoulder and is a goal. But he made himself tall uh, right there on Mantha, uh, and that was just a good save. So uh, and Mantha did get his uh, his goal against the Hurricanes laid off Ajo's stick. So uh, so Mantha can feel good about himself. But he didn't uh, he didn't get the one they, that they needed him to get. Uh, and uh, Ned made that save, but those are back-to-back really, really good saves. And I thought Ned was, uh, I thought Ned was great. So good for him. I'm, uh, I'm glad to see him, see him doing well. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I could have, could have given one to Nino sure. for the just for the the play that he scored on because the entire sequence, you know, you had Nino on the back check to start. Yep. Ned with the huge save, and then you know puck goes the other way, and Nino with a with a, a snipe shot, really. It's good stuff for Nino. I like I like Nino this year. Yeah. He looks a little lighter on his feet. Looks a little more nimble. And the puck's going in for him. Uh, what got more, more goals this year already than he did last year. He had 11 in 60-some-odd games last year. He's got 12 in 27 this year. Yeah. I think that's a better ratio. Seems better. I'm, I'm, Seems better. I'm into ratios, suddenly. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, the big statistics guy. <laughs> That's advanced metrics right there. I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, statistics, the math, right? Isn't aren't ratios a part of statistics? Absolutely. Last I checked, yeah. it's okay. it, it's all ball bearings these days. Uh, yeah, so, right. so we Whatever. close the first half of the season Tuesday in Detroit. So we have to come up with our uh, our mid season awards. For uh, for Tuesday, okay. All right. So mid season uh, awards. We'll give you. Well, we'll have to come up with the categories, and we'll do mid season awards on Tuesday. Okay. All right. You don't sound excited. I was about trying to think. That. No, I was trying to think of a name for them. Like maybe the uh, the um, I don't know the Goldies. No, let's the, see. Uh, uh, the morning after. No, the uh, morning after podcast. The uh, the Mappies. There you go. The Mappies. Mappies. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give out the Mappy Awards on Tuesday. All right. Okay, let's, uh, let's do it. Congratulations to Justin Thomas winning a Players' Championship, the official, the unofficial fifth major. Yeah, it doesn't count as much, though, because he beat Lee Westwood. So, <laughs> it's you know, a lot of people have done that. Oh, man, what a stretch, though. Birdies yeah. on nine and t- ten, and then an eagle on eleven, and a birdie on twelve. Yeah, I missed that portion of the round, but um, I saw the first bunch of holes, and Westwood couldn't. I mean, he he just couldn't hit anything in a fairway. Um, you know he he pulled he pulled one of the like the most like us looking shots I can <laughs> I've seen in a while. Where basically he, he had hit it way right um, into the pine straw, and he had to punch out. He had to hit something low right. under a tree, and essentially what happened is he hit it too well, and it caught a tree limb and went into the water, like I don't know, hundred yards ahead or something like that. Right. So he had to go take a drop. Um, so it just reminded me of you know the times when. You know, I actually don't need to catch it perfectly, but because I can't control those things, I do with the long iron punch out out of the pine straw. And if there wasn't a tree there, it would be like very rare contact for a long iron. But the tree's there and it knocks it down and ruins the whole thing. So I felt bad for Lee a little bit because he was kind of spraying it all over the place. But uh, he actually didn't end up playing terribly. I think he shot even par. Uh, uh, he actually he, birdied the first hole. Did he end up at 13? Because he started, started the day at 13. But 
look, he made one. So. Yeah, that's right. He, he he birdied the the uh, made a a three hundred thousand dollar putt on the last hole. Uh, so finished second alone, and he made one point six million dollars. So uh, you know that so not bad. That'll probably be okay. Good consolation prize. There yeah. you go. All right, Alec. No, Justin was Justin was good. He was good yesterday. He was good today. And oh yeah, me. Uh, good for him. Good for him because it's been uh, quite a quite a couple of months for him. No question about that. All right, man. Uh, we'll do this again on Tuesday, sir. All right, man. Later. All right, brother. All right, the uh, the Hurricanes are still in first place or back in first place because before this game they weren't in first place because Florida and. Uh, Tampa won yesterday, but now they're in first place. Uh, but Tampa still does have a game in hand. But 41 points, man, 26-1 and one for the Hurricanes. Eight-game winning streak, longest in 12 years, and they can tie a franchise record with a ninth straight win in Detroit on Tuesday. And that will end the first half of the season. The Morning After Podcast is brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. There is no place like it. Uh, go online for a free no-obligation estimate at AluminumCompany.com. Remember, it's, if it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. For Alec Campbell, I am Adam Gold. The Morning After Podcast is uh, is here for you. Uh, rate us, review us, follow us, uh, let us know what you like. Give us five stars, and uh, we'll uh, we'll send you something in the mail. No, we won't. We don't have anything to send you. Uh, so there you go. I thank you very much for your time. We'll talk again soon. I'm Adam Gold. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.